Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's show, Hey guys, welcome. This week we have neuroleadership and resilience trainer, speaker, neurosuccess coach, and mentor, as well as keynote speaker, Maureen Kiana with us. She's in from the UK and you know her motto is change your mindset and become limitless. And we're going to talk to her today about how she uses brain science to help leaders achieve high performance. So welcome, Maureen. Thank you very much, Kirsten. It's really great to be here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about how you're using, you know, brain science, how you're kind of um, using neuroscience to help leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Neuroscience is an interesting one because um, when I got into it, it was so new to me and it was quite new to the world as well, because it's um, new. A lot of new research has been done into how your brain controls your behavior your habits, and everything you do. So I've been fortunate enough to be able to use it to help leaders achieve quick results and achieve the results, um, achieve excellent results quite quickly. Because one thing about leadership is how do you get your people to understand where you're coming from, to buy into your goals, to see your goals as theirs, and to really get them motivated to be their best. And this is what neuroleadership does. So what I do is help leaders work smarter, but most importantly, help their people work smarter as well. And a lot of organizations going through change, going through different things. A lot of times you find people resistant to doing what you want them to do. And this is where neuroleadership comes in quite handy because once you understand what's going on in their brain, then you can influence them easier. Right, right. And now you actually founded uh, Apogee Skills way back in 2007 when neuroscience was really kind of new, right? Not a lot of people had been studying, not a lot of organizations had been studying uh, neuroscience back then. Definitely blown up since then. That's right. Yeah. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the techniques, like and that's actually a great thing that you brought up about people that resist change. One, it's it's obviously in our human nature to resist change, you yes. know, for the sense of security and self and everything. But when you're a leader, and this happens often, whether it's trying to get an employee to perform better or, you know, just sort of come on board when we have organizational change, what are some of the tips and tricks that you would recommend anyone here, whether it's, you know, working with their kids or working with their, their employees that they might employ in order to have them really feel like they're coming on board and working towards something. Yeah. The first thing is for you to understand why they're resisting. And the reason why they resist is that the brain doesn't like anything new. The brain hates uncertainty. The brain, the brain hates change. So basically, once you're trying to do that, once there's a change or something new, the brain automatically sees it as a threat. And all the brain is trying to do is to keep us safe. That's all it's trying to do. And, and what the brain considers safe is what it knows. It's what's known to it. 
So when people, when you're going through change, even for a child, trying to influence people, trying to get them to see things that, you know, from your point of view or to even see a better picture, the first thing is to really get them to buy into what you're showing them. So what is it you're trying to get them to do? You know, it's because it's got to mean something to them for them to be able to buy into it and want to move with it. So I think it's one is having that open conversation with them where they can ask questions and you can then explain. Because you see, if they don't ask questions, you don't know what is going on in their brain. But when they ask the questions, then at least you understand what's going on in the brain then you can address those situations. So in a way, you'll be able to address what's blocking them from or what's making them resist that change by having open conversations with them. But importantly, communicating what it is you're trying to do so that they can then understand and then ask you questions. So that's the first thing. So it's really understanding what is going on in their brain and then using that to guide them. But first thing is having those effective communications with them so that you tell them, they ask you, and then you can have an open dialogue. Right. So what happens in a situation where, let's say, you are working with someone, they understand the goal, they really want the goal, and yet when they go to perform, it's subpar, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Really great people, you know, they're they're on board, they're all rah rah, but when it comes to actually executing, you know, whether it's for disorganization or whatever, right? How as a leader do we one obviously we spot the disconnect, mm-hmm. but how as a leader do we step in and help that individual be but who's already motivated mm-hmm. but just not able for whatever reason to follow like a well-laid out plan. Like if you like, you know, this happens all the time, right? Tell me how many managers complain to you. I gave them the steps. I said, step one, open your computer. Step two, type this word and step, and you still couldn't do it. What's really going on in those situations? Is it really, you know? Yeah. I think that's an interesting one. And it even happens with, with people. And a lot of times you see that happening in self-sabotage or even procrastination where people know that they want to do something, but find themselves not doing it. And I think the key in most cases like that is really, um, it's it's kind of the brain still holding you back from what it's it's trying to protect you from something. And until you figure out what that thing is, it will always be a block. Because when you say that they are motivated, it's really consciously that they're, you know, it's a case of, okay, I want to do this. But subconsciously, there's right. still, a, there's still a, a, a disalignment in a way. Mm-hmm. So the conscious brain is not aligned with the subconscious brain. And that's why you have that dissonance there. So the key thing is to really figure out what is holding them back. Right. And honestly, the best way with things like this is really talking to them. Okay, explain to me why you can't do this. What has stopped you from doing it? You know, and it's being able to have those conversations. And most times when you really dig deep, there's something behind it. It could even be something they're facing at home, or it could even be something that is already that has happened before that they are not even aware of, but it's already embedded in their subconscious. So it's really helping them bring that out so that you can then help them move forward. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I always find that the best leaders, be them servant leaders or otherwise, are those who understand the power of coaching. Um, They have had coaching. They have had self-development. They understand how to dig deep and undercover and uncover that within themselves first and foremost, but then asking the right questions um, and finding out those things for their, their employees, right. For their teams. Um, But that's really kind of where like people like you and I step in all the time is, you know, I've, I, there's a, there's a Showtime show here in the U S I guess it's national international since it's Showtime called billions. And there's a character on there named Wendy Rhodes. And she is a, I want to say she's a psychiatrist or a psychologist and she's in-house at a, um, uh, it's not a bank, it's an um, investment firm, right? So she's okay. their resident yeah. psychologist in an investment firm. And she's basically the, the coach, um, ripping people's images, thoughts, perceptions apart so that she can help shape it back to whatever it is they need so that they can be successful, right? Yeah. And that's that's so important, yeah. and that's where a lot of um, leaders get frustrated when pe- you know people are not doing something, they are not good at coaching themselves, so they get frustrated with the employee because the employee is not doing what you want them to do. But you're absolutely right; coaching is the yeah. way. Once you you're patient enough to work with them through those blockers. You 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 will find that a very efficient employee emerges from that yeah. because you've been able to bring out the best in them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What are some of the biggest sort of um, systems or or techniques that you engage with some of your leaders uh, to help increase their emotional intelligence? Yeah, I think one of the things that I do a lot of because I create I created a framework that I use. And it's got five steps. So you look at, looking at first and foremost, rewiring the brain, which is the key. Because if, like you, you rightly said, if you don't understand yourself, then you're not going to be able to understand others. And if you don't work on yourself first, you can't work on others. And then getting people to really understand how emotions work, what is creating the emotion that they're going through, and what can they then do to change it. And then taking people through the ability to now change, which is the adapting stage, where they can actually do, so, you know, make that change quite easily. And especially in these times that we're going through, where you need a lot of resilience, yeah. if you don't understand how to rewire your brain, if you don't understand the emotions you're having and what to do about it, you will not be able to adapt to this new normal that we are coming into. And which is so important. And then also knowing how to connect effectively with people, how to form good relationships, how you communicate. Because there's something that we always say that you remember, people remember how you made them feel, not so much what you say. Right. And I think that's so important. And then the full transformation. So and these three, these five steps is what I really walk through with people to be able to now help them in a way become more emotionally intelligent because it really encompasses all. And and when they do, honestly, it's just so amazing what comes out. You know, you're able to help yourself and you're able to help other people and then get the results that you need quite effectively as well. Right, right. So... In this instance right now, obviously we're in COVID, we've been on lockdown for the most part, most of us, 
Um, not everyone. Some people have still gone and commuted into their jobs. Some people are, you know, um, first line, uh, you know, kind of workers out there. What would you recommend for those who are, who are leaders, who are now about to come back into uh, the new normal, right? They're about to open their office back up. They obviously have to follow social distancing rules and all of these things. And yet they have to lead a team now that might, might not want to be there, might be afraid to be there, might be happy to be there, but missing maybe the other half of their team, right? It's all going to look differently. You know, instead of giving like, um, you should do X, Y, Z, what, what would be the framework for a leader to sit back and look at and say, this is what, you know, I should be looking at, and this is what I should be paying attention to in order to make sure that, um, their teams can, can really step up to the plate. Uh, with enthusiasm and joy and kind of really get back to it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. One of the main things that needs to happen now is to take your team along. Take them along. Because if you don't, if you just stay making decisions yourself, you're going to lose Mm -hmm. them. Because of the anxiety they're already feeling, they'll already feel left out. So it's important now for those communication lines to be open to speak to them, ask them how they're feeling, ask them, you know, so that you, you, you kind of gauge where they're at. But also as an organization within that scope, it's now deciding, okay, what, what are we going to do now? What's our goal? Looking at the, one of the things that I, I, I say usually now is what is the organization culture? Yeah. Look at the culture now, because that is so important because it might have to change slightly but it's important that everyone kind of focuses back on what that culture is yeah. so that from there you can then plan strategically about what your next systems or processes are going to be. And then working together and creating um, you know, opportunity for people to really be able to speak to you openly about right. things they are doing how they're feeling as well. Don't leave the feelings out because it's so easy for leaders to just stay focused on the skills now. Right. And say, okay, this is what we need to do. This is, you know, into that crisis mode. But that's good. But if you don't bring the people along with their emotions, because remember the brains, they're coming with their brains and their brains has the emotions. Whether it's fear, whatever it is, you need to really understand that. But I would say together, having those shared goals so that you all understand exactly what each step is and know the milestones that once you reach them, you know you've achieved them so that you can start celebrating the wins that you get along the way because that will also keep them motivated and relaxed and happy. What what would you recommend for a leader who has to kind of... um you know, obviously they're under stress and pressure. And if they have not been um, a very conscious leader for themselves, right, what would you recommend that they do right now before even kind of, you know, opening themselves up to others? Uh, Because if they're not in the position where they can really be understanding, empathetic, and actually hear what they're saying, they're going to shut out a lot of people. You know, if they, if they say, yeah, let's have a conversation. And then it turns out like, I'm not really listening to you and I'm just trying to make you feel good. Not disingenuous conversations yeah, are going to help. Yeah, right. So if they yeah. know that and they recognize that, Hey man, like I'm not in a place where maybe I even can handle your stuff. 
right? What can we do for them? What can they do for themselves so that they can get in a position or have that position filled by somebody else, right? Yeah, I think this is where we come in. And I think leaders need to now look for help. You need to get in touch. You you need to get in touch with, you know, because that's what we do. It's the coaching. It's the training that will help you. Like I've got an online academy and I've got courses on emotional intelligence, on growth mindset, culture transformation, on even boosting resilience. So it's things like this that will help you. If you don't want to do one-to-one with someone, then get a good course that you can do online so you can train yourself. And a lot of the online courses now have a bit of coaching along with it. Mine does. But even just get in touch with us. That's what we're here for, to really help people to, you know, one, be, because if you're not strong yourself, you can't lead, if you can't lead yourself, you can't lead others. So you've got to know how to lead yourself first and foremost You've got to understand yourself. You've got to understand how you are feeling because the fact is that if you don't control your emotions effectively, it's going to affect the decisions that you make because the emotional brain is so powerful that it totally hijacks the conscious brain. And when it does that, you find that you start making quick, impulsive um, decisions that might turn out, most times will turn out wrong and you end up regretting things later. So to avoid that, get in touch with, you know, with one of us, get in touch with a coach Mm -hmm. near you, get in touch with someone or do a course that can really help you because the skills, most leaders have that already. But now we know Mm -hmm. from, you know, research and evidence has shown that that is not enough. You know, so it's really understanding the emotional intelligence as well. Putting that together can then lead people because you're leading human beings and you yourself, you're a human being that has got a brain, has got emotions. And, you know, you know, before they used to be separate, you know, people separated them, but they are not separate. You know, it's one brain with, you know, that is doing everything. And, you know, most times I, I say this even before COVID, that what a lot of leaders or managers do is they employ people and as time goes on, they expect that the way they treat them, they make them actually leave their brains at home and come to work yes. because they come into work and you are just telling them what you want them to do without giving them the opportunity to come in with their full self. And right. this is what leaders need to do now. How would you suggest a leader... Um, what would they do in order to allow their employees to come in as their full self? One of the things is letting them creating an environment where people can be free to be creative because especially this time needs people because you need every creative creativity going and you need their brains totally. So it's creating the environment where people feel relaxed to try out new things. And without feeling that if I do this and it goes wrong, there'll be repercussions. Mm. So it's creating the environment where they're free to talk, where they're free to express themselves. Um, And I think most importantly, being free to try things without that fear of failure. That's really important. Or or, Or fear of the backlash. 
So, and that is where they'll be able to come in with their true self because one, they can talk about their emotions if they need to, or they can tell you if there are things going on at home. For example, you mentioned at the beginning, there are some people that might not want to come, that might be scared to come into work. And if you don't understand that, then they will be coming, but not with their full self. They'll be coming there haphazardly and not really being their best. So it's really important to really speak to them and understand what those fears are. And there's somebody I'm working with now who was so, in fact, having panic attacks, so fear, so afraid of going back to work and so having panic attacks. And it's the employer that contacted me to work with her mm. because, and, and you see, that is what you need to do. Being, and if, if it was not an employer who she felt comfortable to talk to, she probably wouldn't have said anything and gone back and then you start complaining that she's not doing her best. Right. So it's really getting them to let them know that you're here to, to, to hear what they want to say, to hear how they're feeling, that you, and it's showing them that you care. You know, tell them that you, you understand how they're feeling, you know, that you want to hear from them. And also you be open with your own emotions and your own fears to them so that they see the human side of you as well, because right. that will make them feel more confident. Right. So I have a question, and this will be our, 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 our last one here. Um, just kind of taking the other perspective, obviously, as an employer, as a business leader, uh, you mentioned having an environment where they can be creative. 100% agree. But let's just play devil's advocate. What if I'm yeah. sitting here as a leader saying, that's all cute in theory? Oh, let's all, yeah. you know, kumbaya, let's go make some painting. Let's all open up our minds and find solutions. Great. But who's doing the work? You know, when we have yeah. very specific things that have to get done, right? How do I merge those two things and still be productive and successful? Yeah. And it's the same thing that you've been doing all along. You have a project or you have something, you give people a timeline and let them do it. So in this case, it's it's having if there's if there's a project to be done, getting people working together within the project, setting timelines, and giving them that space so that they can, you know, think things through themselves, have those discussions by themselves, or even and then you checking in on them, and that gives them the opportunity to do what you do because at the end of the day. There's a time frame in which they have to do whatever it is you're giving them. So it's great. It's still doing that, but giving them, because you see, at the end of the day, if you just tell them, do this, do this, do this, yes, they might, they would do it. But what you might be missing is a great idea that comes from them. So it's really allowing them, giving them the space to work so that you're not on them constantly trying to figure out what they're doing. And also, you know, even having meetings, and these are quite quick. We can do, all do this on Zoom now. Okay, this is a project that we have to do. Let, you know, let us, let, let's come together with ideas of how we can do it. What do you think? Just that alone allows people to think and it gets them creative. And then somebody might come up with a fantastic idea. Then you can delegate to them and say, okay, you, you, lead, you lead on this project. And then I'll keep checking in on you to make sure that we're on time, we're on target. Right. And you're getting things done, but you're also using their own brain right. to get solutions to problems. All right. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. All right. So everybody, thank you to Maureen Kiana. 
Maureen, why don't you tell us how we can reach out to you if we have other questions or want to learn more about your, your programs and the work that you do? Okay, yes. So my website, MaureenChiana.com, is, is a great place to start because I've got so much information okay. there. And then my online academy, which has the courses, is the, the Mindsight Academy. So mindsightacademy.com and you, you know, there are a few online courses there and you can also get in touch with me for coaching there. I've got, I've got something on coaching there. So if you want one-to-one -one coaching, you know, you can get in touch with me there. And also I've got a podcast, Lead to Excel podcast. And you can listen to um, podcasts there as well. All right, awesome. So, and everybody yeah. will drop all those links in the description. So if you go back to the description, we'll have it there for you. Um, and that's it. Thank you so much, Maureen. I'm, yeah, no, you're welcome. I just wanted to say, and also social media, so LinkedIn as well. Oh, yes. I'm on LinkedIn. Yes, yes. So, yeah. All right, yeah. awesome. No, thank you so much, Kirsten, for having me. It's been a great pleasure. Same here. Thank you. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive uh, or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. Um, or of course you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.